0: You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mella Borowski. Thoughts from a southern witch. Should've studied witchcraft, should've learned to ride a broom, so me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. On today's episode, we're going to have a conversation about the moon, crystals, intuition, and goddess circles with Katie Dirkswagger Katie is a certified intuitive life and career coach who works with women all over the world. She trusted her intuition to move 4,000 miles and found her calling helping others deeply connect to their own soul voice and forge their path. She founded Guided Path Coaching, LLC in 2019, has published articles on Thrive Global, and leads Soul Sisters Women's Meditation and Goddess Circles in the Pacific Northwest. Katie, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So tell me more about this intuitive nudge to move 4,000 miles. What a move that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, when I was younger, I had these really intuitive hits. I was very empathic and as a lot of your listeners and you might recognize is when we get overwhelmed by it, we tend to block it because it Mm. seems, and so I had done that. I got really overwhelmed in college and blocked my intuition and uh, that empath ability of being able to feel others' emotions. And I ended up uh, moving from Minnesota to Florida, lived there for a couple of years and then was living in South Carolina Mm. and everything kind of hit the fan. And I think this was a period of my going into the underworld, if you will, I Mm -hmm. had to go through some trauma and some illness and some painful events Mm -hmm. in order to find my way back to myself. And it was after I had gotten sick from a job with the stress of trying to do too much. And I was asking for guidance and asking for what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And the day that I returned from medical leave, I was laid off. And I was like, okay, if this is a sign, (laughs) this is ridiculous. (laughs) Why, wow. right? yeah, yeah, and on my way home, I saw three hawks, and hawks have been my spirit animal since as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I knew, okay, this is my year of threes, I was going to turn 33, this is a very powerful year for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember going home and healing still because I had just had gallbladder surgery, and so I was still healing. Oh, wow! And I took a walk with the dog, and I had this very strong, intuitive voice, and this hasn't happened in such a long time. And it was so odd for me to actually hear something. And it said, share your voice, share your story. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well, (laughs) it's hard for me to do in South Carolina here. Mm -hmm. So I decided to trust where I was supposed to be. And I kind of have these nudges every time it's supposed to be time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. And that was the time. And so I started looking at places, hadn't been in Oregon in 15 years since my high school choir trip, <laughs> moved here blind, oh, had a list gosh. of qualities I was looking for in a part-time job, enrolled in a coaching program, was able to manifest the job that would work for my needs at the time and uh, found an apartment that met those same needs. Like I wrote a list of that, what I wanted yeah. to manifest, what I wanted to create for myself. And I trusted it, and I moved from South Carolina to Oregon. <laughs> wow,
0: that is that is insane, and, and your intuition just guided you, and how did it work out? Did you feel like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be? I mean, you had all this stuff manifesting for you. Yeah,
1: funnily enough, I've never felt that a place feels like home. Mm-hmm. Minnesota never felt like that. Florida, it was like Minnesota was too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida was too hot. South Carolina, I thought, was just right. But it ended up being that lukewarm bathwater that you were just ready uh, to get out of. <laughs> yeah. And so when I moved here, I started just noticing different things. Like the beauty that surrounds us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I noticed, you know, it just was overwhelming. I was in awe constantly. Oh, wow. And so it's, it's maybe not the exact place, but I, I don't feel like I have in the last several states. Yeah. That this wasn't the right fit. Oh, I feel awesome. more expansive here. And I think that that's a nod to, okay, this was the right decision.
0: Yeah, definitely. That, that validation there. Mm-hmm. I've really noticed a surge in people's interest in building their own intuition. I have several clients of my own right now that are just working specifically to build their intuition and their spiritual gifts. So mm-hmm. any tips for someone who has stifled their intuition? They're trying to find their way back to really listening to
1: those nudges. I had to get quiet. And I think that that's an uncomfortable place for a lot of people to be is in quiet and to like really tune into yourself because we're listening to so many voices that are not our own and we're judging ourselves and comparing ourselves. Mm -hmm. I started a daily practice of meditation and that's really helped guided meditations like the one that I lead and the one I actually started going to them when I moved here. Mm -hmm. That really taps in into things that you would never expect. Like I met my, um, some of my guides, I met spirit animals, like that way of reconnecting and getting quiet so that you can hear that voice Mm -hmm. is huge. Mm.
0: And does intuition work any different for empaths? Do you think I'm an empath as
1: well? I think we feel in any of the intuitive gifts, if you're clairaudient, if you are, if you will see certain things, I think we have a tendency to be a little bit more broad. And I know you can actually gain qualities in each of those abilities mm-hmm. and intuitive abilities and psychic abilities. But I think for empaths, I think we know it in a gut feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we can feel the energy around us. We can feel if someone's negative. We can feel if they're going through something and tap into that. Cause we can see below the surface. And I think that that's part of our intuitive gifts. It's just to see something that no one else can see, but we feel it.
0: It's just a way of processing that intuition. I think that everyone is given an intuition. I think that's a gift every single person is given, but we all process it differently. So I'm I'm also clairvoyant. So my intuition often comes with an actual vision, like something that I see that tells me what to do. But like you said, the clairaudient, they may actually hear it told to them and the empath is going to have that emotion just that feeling that gut feeling so yeah that that makes sense that it's just it's how you process that intuition
1: yeah when i have people who process in seeing colors or that that is somewhat more visual but somewhat tied to emotion it's the same way of people how they process meditations mm. is that their whatever is their way of sensing in the world is the way that they can connect to their intuition
0: is that related to people's learning styles as well?
1: I think in a way, yes. Okay. Interesting. To be honest with you, like 80% of the population is a hands-on learner. Yeah. But if you're more audible, you'd experience more, clear. you could potentially experience more clear audience. Hmm. So I think that there's, I think there is a correlation. I'm not sure exactly what it is because I haven't dived in a little bit with that. But
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't either in that I'm really interested now in yeah. seeing how Maybe that will take a little bit of research. <laughs> so, how did you get started leading women's circles?
1: I, when I first got here, I again trusted my intuition and I went to a women's circle. And it was a she did a full moon and a new moon circle. And she's actually now living back in North Carolina, and she's from Georgia. So it was kind of interesting okay. that she came from the south, and I was just coming from the south. And she was leading these amazing women's circles that tied into the theme of the moon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And more storytelling, mm-hmm. and I've never been to a circle like that. This is an amazing community. This is something that I want to be able to do for other people. Mm-hmm. But I was terrified of leading a, a circle and like leading a meditation, and we did mm-hmm. some visualizations in my coaching program, but I'd never led one before. Yeah. So uh, it was right before my birthday. So we we bought a drum kit. Um, We picked the hide. Mm. We did all of that. And then we filled a bucket of salt water from the ocean here and soaked them. Mm. And then my mom and I made them together. So it was like this ancestor experience with the drum. And then I had a dream of the elk, who is my drum. Um, His name is Archie. Mm. (laughs) And he came to me in a dream. He was an old man elk. He kind of shared his name and everything with me. That circle and i used to drum never drummed before never let in meditation before wow and it it dropped people very deeply and then after that you know i just started leading them so i never know going into a meditation where it's going to go i ask the people oh, in the wow. circle what they're needing um, and then yeah. i tie in the theme of the moon of a goddess that i choose and i choose them from all over the world they think because i think that's really important is to learn from other cultures but mm-hmm. i never know where it's going to go i have my own intuition, and I see images, and I'll let it go where where it needs to go.
0: And I was going to ask you about that. When you, when you say goddess circle, I was wondering if if that was a term you're representing something else or if it's actual goddesses that you use. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think all of us, those of us who identify as female or women, uh, we have this innate power inside of us that ties us back to those ancient rituals of mm-hmm. goddesses, our own inner mm-hmm. strengths. Um, our own warriorness, right? So, so I, I choose one based on my own feeling each month of whatever the theme is and somehow ties mm. into that theme. So last month I chose Diana, uh, mm. who is the Roman equivalent to Artemis. Um, but I thought it was really important to bring her in because she is the virgin goddess, she is the warrior goddess, she's tied to the moon and to the hunt. So she's very diverse. But each month I'll choose someone different and sometimes I'll choose Roman and Greek or Irish or uh, we did Mm. Nehemiah once. I mean, there's so many different goddesses all over the world and that ancient archetype. I wanted to explore the different themes, but also make sure that we were exploring the different cultural beliefs as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I noticed that you use the spelling for women of W-O-M-X-N, which tells me right away that you are extremely inclusive, which I love. Why do you think it's important for all women to be included in these types of circles and ceremonies?
1: Like I mentioned before, we all have that innate goddess power. And I think that we all deserve to feel that sense of connection and community. I mean, that's, that's just the way that I believe, right? I believe that we all need to be able to be included.
0: Yeah. I wish more people felt that way. I, I I love that. And that's something that's really important to me. So I was glad to see that. Mm-hmm. I have an episode from last May and I, I went over a lot of the basics of moon magic and I lead a monthly full moon ceremony for my community. It's an interfaith mm-hmm. ceremony. Um, with COVID, I've had to move it online, but mm-hmm. I'm really connected to the moon and I always have been. How does moon energy, besides what you do in these circles, how does moon energy come into play in your life and spiritual practice?
1: Wow. That's a big question. (laughs) Um, So I very much like you, I've always had this connection to the moon. I remember when I was little going out and standing on the deck and staring at the stars and feeling Mm. so connected to the moon in whatever phase. And as I got older, I realized how deeply the moon impacts us as women um how reflective of it of our own cycle it is right when we go through our phases of menstruation yeah and you know how it connects to the energy that we feel and i'll tell you i worked in daycare for years when there was a full moon you could tell (laughs) yeah (laughs) those kids were nuts (laughs) and uh so I think it's, I, we feel that different energy. We don't always necessarily understand it, but there is an energetic pull. I mean, the tides change. There mm-hmm. is something physically happening, scientifically happening in that energy right. of the world. But I also love how it impacts us and how mm-hmm. like on the full moon, we need to be, make sure we're resting, that we're letting go and shedding just like we're on our, you know, menstruating. Yeah and the new moon is that time that we can start manifesting and creating and we can dive into that energy. And it's interesting because the other the last couple of days before this new moon, I've been all over the place emotionally. Like I've been really angry. I've been just the emotional spectrum of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and now on the like on the new moon, it's like I feel completely different. My energy is leveled out a little bit and now I'm ready to get more creative. And start to dive in to, you know, what I want to manifest and what I want to bring into my life.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm all about rites of passage and I'm I'm trying to bring them back (laughs) in a sense in this area. And I I don't always get the reception that I want to get. One of the ones that I'm trying to get people to get on board with is a first moon for girls when they have their Mm -hmm. first period. Have you ever attended anything like that or thought about anything like that? Um, How do you think that would be
1: over over where you are as opposed to here in South Carolina? Oh, they have them here. They have red tents. When I saw, I mean, I can't go now, obviously. But when I saw that, I was like, how amazing. Yeah, I host a red tent.
0: I haven't since COVID,
1: but I have one here at my house. Yeah, I mean, that's a great ceremony because, I mean, in the ancient times, they used to send all the women who were menstruating to these red tents but it was a place to storytell and to share. And it is a huge rite of passage. Mm. I love that idea. It's it's this creation of connecting our own ancestors together and sharing stories together.
0: Yeah. And there's just such a shame that it seems like the, that the world wants to put on us for having a period. And
1: that's, that's our power. It's something to, to not be ashamed of. Right. But we create life. Like was too i remember when i got mine i was terrified i didn't know i mean nobody tells you they don't tell you they don't one they don't tell you how to handle emotions and they should and two as a woman they don't share anything it seems like almost taboo to even talk about
0: this is a super easy spell that i found on witch unleashed on tumblr To make your period lighter, and you'll need a red candle, a red rose, and that's all. You light your red candle, hold the red rose in your hands, and you can say something like I call upon thee, and then put the elements, your deity, the universe, whatever it is that you're calling upon in there. I call upon thee to make my period light and make it through this cycle with ease, and so it is.
1: We're not taught in school that that's something that we should celebrate, and that we weren't the right the rites of passage weren't there. And so it was kind of just a right. thing to not look forward to, and to not really fully yeah. understand and comprehend and tie into. You know how powerful Mm -hmm. we are as women.
0: Right. Definitely. And it really does tie into the power. I heard somewhere, I don't know where it was, but I know I went to a sweat lodge and I was told that the women couldn't go into the sweat Mm -hmm. lodge when they were on their period is because their power was so overwhelming at that time. And here we are being taught to hide it and be ashamed of it. And men won't even, they're ashamed to go to the store and buy the products that Women need.
1: (laughs) It's crazy. So, do you do any sort of energy work? Yeah, I'm actually a Reiki level two practitioner. Oh, awesome. I used to play with energy in high school and not knowing what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, just cupping your hands and feeling the energy in between them.
0: Yeah.
1: And I took the Reiki class. I don't use it a whole lot. The only way that I use it is while I'm leading meditations and encircling the group with Reiki light. Hmm. healing energy and sending that out to the world. I, I do that in my own meditations um, in the mornings as well. Okay. And have you ever used it on animals? I try it on my dog. Uh, we went on a really long hike yesterday and it was a little too much for her since she's 11.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I've been doing that with her and her muscles seem to be getting a little bit better. She's not limping quite as bad. Yeah. It makes me feel like a bad dog mom because we did too <laughs> much. <laughs>
0: I'm also level two. I'm not a Reiki master, but I did take up to level two and I use it on my animals all the time. And and I think that it actually, I can see the changes even if it's just a sense of peace coming
1: over them when, when you use it. Yeah, that's so beautiful.
0: I think women, all women, have trouble stepping into their power and I've experienced this. I've noticed it in other women. And I think empowerment can be scary sometimes. I think maybe safe might be the right word, even though people wouldn't admit it. But it is safe to stay tucked away, letting others have the power. But it's it's definitely not healthy.
1: So how does what you do help women find their power? This goes back to a dream of mine. Mm. I had this dream where I was standing next to someone in front of an audience of people that I knew and that could potentially judge me. Hmm. Right. And she was terrified. She was trying to go up and and tell her truth and tell her story, but she was so scared. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stand up for you and I'm going to tell my story. So you're less afraid.
0: Hmm.
1: And even though I was scared, I went up and stood in front of this audience and was like, you can judge me or not. This is my story. And then I went back and then I held her hand Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that that's when you've gone through struggles and you've been able to feel empowered and know what your story is for, like the purpose of the trauma sometimes helps. Mm. When we understand and we're through it, we understand what the purpose is. But when we share our story and can relate to someone else going through something similar, it makes them feel like they're not alone yeah. and they have someone who can guide them through.
0: Mm. Have you ever heard the term dark night of the soul?
1: Yes. Yes. Have, have you
0: experienced a dark night of the soul? Oh, absolutely.
1: That the whole period, yeah, well, not too. the whole period <laughs> of South Carolina, but a good chunk of it. I had, uh, I was sexually harassed at work and oh my I God. isolated and, you know, acted against and it triggered my own trauma. And so I was mm. in therapy. I was with group, I was on medication. Uh, it was a really, really dark night of the soul. Mm. And, to me, I think of it like, you know, going through the underworld and journeying in the underworld and knowing yeah. that you might not know when it's going to end, because that's yeah. what it feels like when you're going through it. You're like, this is never going to end. Oh. It's like Murphy's Law. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong and is going wrong. And it's a snowball yeah. effect. So I just had to go through it and to trust that I would get through it. Yeah. Well,
0: what's something that was just very meaningful for you? that got you through that period
1: well i had a therapist that's always good <laughs> but i also had and i and i actually talked about this during in one of my articles that i wrote about warrior one but i had a friend who was with me and who knew what was going on and kind of felt it with me mm-hmm. and was the person who was like okay we're gonna go on a hike or we're gonna go do job searching or we're gonna go do something And we could vent together, but we also, it was like she was holding my hand through the journey. And I think that that's what I want to bring to. And what I do bring to with coaching is that I will hold your hand through it because I know what it's like.
0: Oh yeah. Holding, holding someone's hand, that kind of makes me think about that spiritual gift. At least I think of it as a spiritual gift of holding space for people. I mean, that sounds like what you're talking about. Yes. Absolutely. Not trying to solve anything, just being there next to him.
1: Right. Wow. And I think also, you know, as an empath, we can see below the surface, mm-hmm. right? And so there's some areas that we might dive a little bit deeper in because we know that there's something there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: You use oracle cards for any of the work that you do, or is that something
1: that you do for fun? Both. Oh, When I was going through a really hard time, I would actually pull Oracle cards just as a guidance, just to kind of know where I was at. And I got my first deck, which was a bird deck when I was in South Carolina at the one shop that they had in the entire city. (laughs) And I loved it. And then when I moved here, I bought a bunch more. And I love the spirit animal Oracle deck. That's one of my favorites.
0: Mm, I've seen that one.
1: Yes. And I have, I love all the spirit animals. Like I love their messages and I will do that weekly. And then I also pull them. For my women's circle okay i think it's the the new moon and the full moon spread are amazing and then i'll often pull three cards each week just to kind of have some guidance on what that week might entail or what kind of messages i need for the week
0: yeah i've had a lot of tarot deck authors and tarot readers on the podcast But I found that not many people, at least the people who come on the podcast, use oracle cards as their primary divination tool, whereas that's what I use. I I do have a couple tarot decks, but I prefer oracle cards. And so it was really exciting to see that you like oracle cards, too. Why did why do you choose to use oracle cards?
1: For me, tarot is a very, very giant deck, and it was Mm -hmm. a lot to learn. I do have one and I do have a set of runes as well. I mm-hmm. just like all the different forms of divination, but the Oracle cards for me were more connected to where I was at and the messages that I needed because they literally have a definition of the message where, and yes, they can be interpreted just like the tarot, but I feel like the tarot has so many different interpretations mm-hmm. that I wanted to start with something that I felt comfortable with and then eventually I dive in just to learn, even if, if nothing else, I want to learn about tarot, but I just really love the oracle cards. I think when you're looking at different tools for divination, I think it's the ones that you are drawn more to that you should be using, or even just to start with.
0: Yeah. I've taken some tarot classes and I have a beautiful tarot of the trees, I think it's called, Mm. but for me doing it, professionally with clients I just feel like they come with a preconceived notion of what the cards mean because it's in Mm -hmm. movies and different things like that so often that you know if you pull the tower or something people are freaking out and you're trying to give them a message and they won't hear you because they just think they already know what's going to happen have you ever heard of throwing the bones
1: I have heard of it but not done it
0: I think since we seem very much alike. I'm an empath. I prefer oracle cards. I'm extremely intuitive. I think that you would really enjoy throwing bones. I have a a bone throwing kit. And the thing is, I made it myself and all the pieces that are in it. And they're not all bones, of course. They're just different trinkets and pieces that all have a symbolic meaning to me. And I have found that using my bone set I get the most accurate readings, even more than when I use Oracle. And Oracle cards are great for me because I can use my intuition really well with that as Mm too. But maybe that would be something for you to look into and see, because with us liking kind of the same sort of thing, you might really, really enjoy that. (laughs) I will look into that. Thank you. Yeah. And what's your favorite Oracle deck? The one
1: you always gravitate towards? Um... It's, it's the spirit animal deck. Okay. By Colette Baron-Reed, yeah. That's my favorite one. Just because I have such a connection with spirit animals. And even the ones that I see in nature. Like, I'm always looking up and saying, okay, what does the snake mean? Because I just saw a snake yesterday. And what does the bald mm. eagle mean? Like, let's look those up. I have
0: her Wisdom of the Hidden Realms Ooh. deck. Which is really good. But my favorite, the one I always go to is the Energy Oracle Cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. I love those.
1: Those are my favorite. Mm. I'll have to look those ones up too. I've, yeah. I've seen a lot of people use uh, Rebecca Campbell's, she had a Star Seed deck. Mm. I don't have that one. Yeah, I don't have it either, but it just looks, it's like very visually appealing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I have to be drawn towards the artwork. I think that's important. You have to feel connected in some way. Absolutely. So I asked this question of pretty much all my guests. So here we go with you. What is the most important thing you've learned on your own personal spiritual path?
1: The thing that comes to me intuitively right now is that there's no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think we judge ourselves a lot, um, especially on our own journey. hmm And that we want to find a right answer. We want the answer. hmm and I think for everyone, that answer is very individual and it can also change mm. and giving yourself the freedom to be playful and to know that there's not going to be a perfect solution that, that lasts you from the beginning of your life to the end of it. So there's no right answer. Yeah,
0: that that is deep. That is really deep. And that's something I think if people could really come to terms with, it would change every part of their life because mm-hmm. they are. They're always looking for the right answer. Even in the classes that I've taught and I've asked questions that don't have a right or wrong, they still want to know, okay, what what what's the
1: right answer? There is no right answer. <laughs> right. Well I think we're taught that in school too. We're so used yeah. to having like a right answer to the question. But in life, I mean there's really there's really not. It's your own journey.
0: Mm-hmm. And an
1: answer for you that seems right could be completely wrong for someone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to put you on the spot. We've talked about a lot of things, oracle decks and full moon ceremonies and uh, just a lot of things like that. Are you a witch?
1: (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) So I love the definition of witch by Lisa Lister, and I'm going to read this. And so this I totally resonate with. Okay. So this is a witch is a woman fully in her power. She's in touch with the dark. She knows how to be witness, how to let things go, how to follow her own counsel. Most importantly, though, she questions everything. Mm -hmm. So I think in that aspect, absolutely. Mm -hmm. A woman fully in her power, who's constantly learning, who's connected with the earth. Do I follow all of the ceremonies and rituals? No. But Mm -hmm. I have to say, I'm still exploring my own faith. And my own belief system. In any case, I am definitely an earth-based, more pagan-leaning individual.
0: (laughs) Well, the lesson that you told me that there is no right or wrong, I want you to apply that to even witchcraft so you said you don't follow all the ceremonies. Listen, you ain't got to. Listeners, y'all ain't got to either. If you want to call yourself a witch and all you do is, you know, make herbal creams for Christmas presents,
1: <laughs> then you're a witch. Yeah. Well, you know, and I also think there's so much negative connotation with the word. Absolutely. That it's also about reclaiming the word and owning it.
0: Yep. It's only been in the past five years. And I've been a pagan for over 20 years,
1: past five years when I've reclaimed the word witch. Right. Yeah, there's so much history. And I think that we all, I mean, in that book, she also talks about the witch wound, right? Because, I mean, the women and healers were all killed off. And yeah. so collectively, we have this wound that holds us back from holding, you know, sharing our stories and connecting with other women mm-hmm. and speaking up yeah. because we were afraid of it. I mean, we just had to live underground for years because of the fear of being killed. Right. Right. So I think that it's just coming to light now that people are feeling comfortable and confident to stand up and speak up because that wound is slowly healing, but it's the continued work that we do and speaking honestly and saying, okay, I'm a witch. Like Mm -hmm. my, my beliefs are mostly pagan. Like those things help us gain strength. And the more who stand together, the stronger we become.
0: Absolutely.
1: I had, a
0: woman that I respect greatly, who has been a witch and a pagan for a very long time. When I first started doing the full moon ceremonies and they're, they're interfaith. I mean, they're not even really pagan oriented, although, you know, I am, uh, I, I bring my own beliefs into it, but they're very interfaith. And, and she just cautioned me against doing these community full moon ceremonies because that's, that's just how she felt and how she, had to be for so many years. And and I just basically said, this is, this is what I feel drawn and led to do. This is my purpose and I'm going to do it. But you do have to respect where they're coming from when they, you know, they're not trying to be ugly when they say, no, 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 you got to keep this secret. You can't be telling people, but I'm ready to be completely out of the broom closet. And (laughs) I mean, with this podcast I started last year, I am, I am out there. I'm a witch. (laughs) Love it. So how would listeners get in touch with you if they wanted to work with you in any way or even attend
1: your women's circles? I am on Instagram all the time. And that's at Guided Path Coaching. I also have a website, which is www.guidedpathcoaching.org. Most of my links for everything is on the Instagram link in the bio. the women's circles the events that I'm doing I'm actually going to be recording and putting out a connection to the goddess meditation for anybody who is interested Hmm. so I'm really excited about that
0: that sounds great and I'll put all the links that you have given me in the show notes if people want to be able to find those. This has just been such a delightful conversation, Katie. Thank you so much for taking your time out to
1: be with us today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed talking with you and I'm so excited that we have so much in common.
0: I know that's amazing. So y'all show Katie and all of our guests some love by visiting their website and checking out their social media. And if you reach out to any of our guests, tell them you heard them on Bell, Book and Candle. And don't forget that you can always send me comments about an episode, insights, or questions you'd like me to answer by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me. It's super easy, y'all, and I reckon I might just use it on one of our episodes. Take care, and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at Patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.